Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch, and welcome to Ovicast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you less insights, advice, and technical updates for the sheep industry. We're joined in this episode by Seamus McMenamin, the sheep sector manager with Borbia, to discuss the current trends and outlook for the sheep market in the coming months. Since spring, Seamus explains the impact reopening has had on land consumption, both domestic and on international markets, as well as the trends in international trade. We move on to discuss the prospects for lamb and new trade over the coming weeks and months. And finally, we discuss the potential market for organic lamb and some of the challenges that both organic and conventional lamb trade could face going forward. We start off, however, with Seamus discussing the current trade and throughput this year to date. The, the quotes was today are about 6.30 to 6.40 for, for your premium lambs and then the bones for the QA on top of that. Um, the trade has been coming under pressure, I suppose, for the last two or three weeks, but it's shown sort of signs of, of stabilising now. Um, you know, as, as supply and demand sort of come into, into sort of kilter with each other. We did see sort of peak production just in the run-up to Eid and, you know, these Muslim festivals have become a very important um, part of the sheep farming calendar. And then just in the follow-on from that, then we've seen some some downward pressure on the trade, um, but we also had tighter numbers coming forward for slaughter, just um, suppose just with the way it fell, men were weaning lambs. And, and things like that. So we've seen a, a reduction in the kill. Now the number, the kill numbers have started to pick up a wee bit in the last few weeks. But I suppose that the key thing is if we look at the, the spring lamb kill this year and we compare it to this time last year, you're talking at about sixty thousand extra lambs that are still in the system, um, even compared to last year. So I suppose that's why we would encourage sort of producers to keep lambs moving when they're ready. Um, I suppose the. It's been a strange year for growing grass, and then with um, you know maybe people trying to cut back on the amount of feed that they're feeding, um, it just means that lambs haven't been coming fit for slaughter maybe as quick as possible. And if you or as normal, you know, as it would in normal years, and I suppose you, you're probably talking lambs are finishing about two weeks later or thereabouts than than typically. Um, but 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 overall, I suppose numbers wise, we, we have seen a we've seen more yos in the system at the start of the year. And it was a, was a fairly good lambing, so I would suspect that there there's a good few lambs still in the system um, to come out. Look, it is very likely, Seamus, that he's a reflection of cost and, or a reduction in the amount of concentrate going in the farms. That's going to probably have a bit of a knock-on impact for later in the year. We might come back to that in a moment. Just in terms of the lambs have been slaughtered, look, we've seen that bump in price a couple of weeks ago. Probably flushed out a lot of lambs, or possibly lambs a slightly later carcass. Has the carcass weight changed much, or is there any issues with lighter lambs, maybe slightly underfinished lambs going in at the moment? You know, the, the, the average carcass weight is back slightly. And as you say, you know, there's there's been reports of lambs maybe killing out not as well as they uh, people would expect. I suppose just with the with the lack of creep feeding, maybe in the strength, not in the grass. But um, the, the, the factories have reported more underfinished lambs. Um, and I've also been speaking to people in, in other parts of, you know, the UK and Northern Ireland, and it's a very similar system where sort of uh, outcome there where you see more lambs coming in at a one and a very low two, whereas obviously they prefer a two and a three. Um, so I suppose it's just about selecting, selecting the lambs and just, just being sure to handle them um, before you before you put them forward for solder and making sure there's enough cover on them. So I think where the carcass weight's not so much of an issue, it's more of the, the cover on the carcasses that's that's um, creating a few problems at processing. It's, it's that level of finish on them. So look again, you covered it there. Yeah. Sure, you're handling correctly. Not only targeting the weight. No, just maybe before we move off, kind of what's happened this year. Like, look, it's been another year where the hogger trade carrying in really underpinned that trade for the first 
two quarters, probably maybe even a little bit later, Seamus, than um, in previous seasons. Yeah, there was there was about, about 160,000 extra hoggers carried into this year compared to last year. It's probably more of a return to maybe normal trading conditions. Um, so no, that that did help keep um, you know supplies running through the through the plants. And I suppose this year, as, as I've touched on already, the, the spring lamb numbers were, were slow enough to come forward. So the hoggers did account for a larger amount of the kill um, and more welcomed, especially in around Easter. And you know to sort of keep the he did throughput going in the plants. No, there were there was um there was more of a carryover. I suppose we would expect similar numbers to be carried into next year, just with the, the prospects of a larger lamb crop. And um, we would expect similar numbers to be carried into into 2023. Yeah, then maybe not put through the system. Look, the other maybe highlight from earlier in the year is we've seen yo trade kind of peaking, certainly in the live trade, it was probably better than a lot better than previous years. Um It'll probably be something else affecting producers at the moment. There's more yields going to be shifted off in the next couple of months. How has that fared up for while other years? I suppose if you actually look at the throughput in terms of what we've killed, um, it's only up slightly um, <clears throat> compared to the other years. But I suppose as you if you touched on there, there the, the live trade has been a lot more um, a lot more active, and there's probably about twenty thousand extra yields have gone to gone to the UK via via Northern Ireland. Um, so no, a, a very good trade, I suppose, to what's killed here usually because I can carcass from mostly to Italy and the UK, um, and then lives obviously going to the UK. But no, it, it's definitely helped keep a, a very strong trade under the under the old trade and, and give a good return, give a good return for farmers. Both the, the the one thing that I have heard is that there was a lot of old lambs processed um, or passed through the plants in Easter time, so. It'll be interesting to see what availability we have of, of, of quality hoggets, you know, coming into this breeding season. It could certainly affect us. So could, I suppose the price was there, the premium was there on them and they capitalised on it. Look, yeah. if we maybe just move to the markets, like, look, since the last time we've talked, um, Everton has opened up again. Has that had an impact on domestic consumption? Maybe we'll, we'll talk about the more international markets then, but have you seen any changes this year in the first couple of months of how consumption um, has been affected? It's very hard to get figures or a handle on you know what goes out through food service, and um, but from the retail perspective anyway, the the very high prices um, has had an impact on consumption. You know we're talking maybe like a close to twenty percent decline in volume and value of of lamb sales just for the for the year end in June there, and um, some of that is because people are eating less at home and they're eating more out or whatever. But the the high price is definitely a, a factor. Um, I suppose we're in times of inflation, and, and lamb is the the most expensive protein. So I suppose it's um it hasn't been negatively impacted by that as well. I suppose from a Borbia perspective, where we've continued to operate our our domestic rates, our our domestic promotional campaigns, you know, telling people to look for the quality mark and and, and highlighting sort of the versatility of lamb as a as a protein, and um, you know to sort of counteract some of that um, some of that decline, but. In terms of then if we move to the export markets, I suppose globally there, there continues to be a, a fairly tight um, lamb supply situation. You know, we've seen Australia increase production and, and New Zealand decline. So one sort of balances the other out. Um uh, in, in terms of what coming into the sort of Europe and from 
from from Australia and New Zealand. It's it's running slightly higher for the first round of the year, but like nothing nothing remarkably increased. Sort of a return to more more normal levels, you know. Has there been a bit of a bit of a shift in that? Has it been redirected more towards China or other markets, or is, is the EU still a focus for them? Well, I suppose they in the last two or three years they've they've used less than half of their quota in terms of what they can send to us. Um, Free. So there's definitely been a redirection towards China and the US and, and sort of the Middle East and North Africa. Now China would have been sort of taken up to 50% of New Zealand and Australian exports. Um, and that's actually come back a wee bit in recent times. I suppose we've got COVID issues and inflation problems in China. But the product has been um, has been redirected to, to the US and the Middle East and North Africa, really, because there's a good return for the land there. Um, and then I suppose there's a very high shipping costs for it to get to the to, to Europe. And um, the one thing we have seen, however, is there has been an increase in the volume of Australian lamb that's going into the UK, which I suppose then releases a bit more of their product for for export onto the market. And um, I suppose the UK has seen a thirty percent increase in what it's exported this year compared to last year. And um, so, so I suppose they're they're sort of they're our biggest competition in the EU market. So I suppose that's the 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 one thing to keep in, in mind that there is more UK product available um, to compete against us in Europe maybe than we've seen in the last couple of years. Like just on that, as we head into again at the latter two quarters of the year, when a lot of UK lamb no more hours will be coming on stream, will that have a bit of an impact on it, Seamus, or is there still sufficient capacity in the EU market to swallow up both? Yeah, well, there's there, there's still demand there. I suppose the the, the there. The volume of product that's expected to come in from Australia and New Zealand isn't expected to increase this year. So while there'll be some more extra UK product about, um, you, you'll not have sort of the international um, products coming in. And I suppose the, the, there, will be, there will be availability and there will be demand, but I suppose no, no different than our domestic market. I suppose consumers across Europe are, are facing inflation and, you know, the higher price point of lamb. So while there will be demand, I suppose, um, you know that um, that impact of potentially reduced consumption. I know the EU have forecast a two percent um, or just under a two percent reduction in lamb consumption this year, um, and that is that is as a, as a result of you know the less EU imports and then the the impacts of of inflation and consumer choice. Over increased costs. Look, when I have you, Crystal Bolgaz, and you touched on this earlier, we talked before previously as well about the importance of that store trade, that hogger trade coming in in the spring. Just forward gazing, we're starting to see stores coming on market at the moment. For those thinking about the prospects of that for this year, no major change forecast, Seamus, is it sailing as usual or um, do you yeah, see no, any we, blip in it? There's no, I suppose, the biggest impact of the global trade is, is I suppose, um, Australia and New Zealand, uh, you know, and the volume of product that they have in the world market. So, when you balance those two out, there's not expected to be any increase in the, in the global sheep meat production. So that should keep it up, keep it flow under the trade. Um, so um, yeah, no, the, the outlook would be would be would be fairly positive, but I suppose that's dependent on you know consumer demand and, and the um and the demand then from the export markets. Okay, so not not major problem. Look, no. just maybe to finish up with you, I know you're um, just back from trade mission in Germany and so one of the things you were looking at was the future for organics. It's something that's topical at the moment. Maybe just if you can give us a little bit of insight, what's the kind of demand for organic sheep meat like or likely to be going forward? Um, 
yeah, I suppose at the minute we export about probably about twenty five percent of organic lamb, or even more. Maybe ends up in in, in Germany, and um, so it's it's a it's a very interesting market. And um, there is there is growing demand for for organic lamb, beef and lamb in the market. And um, you know, but I suppose similar to yourselves, there's there's inflation in the market. There's twelve. They're talking about twelve percent food inflation, and that does impact you know the, the consumer's choice. I mean, it's a it's a very different set up to our sort of retail we go to retail here we see maybe like you know the odd organic product but not much but over there it could be like 15 20 percent of a conventional retailer is organic produce and there's also then just dedicated organic stores and an awful amount of um, organic produce is sold through own label as well so no there's there's definitely demand in the market and it'll still just, it'll just be how we how we place ourselves in that market and, 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 the, and the price that consumers are willing to pay. But no, there's there's definitely growing demand for organic produce in in Europe. And I suppose the the, the consumer wants to wants their credentials that come along with organic accreditation. Um, but I suppose it's just about getting the right placement in the market and, and making the most of the opportunities available. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a potential for expansion, but I suppose, look, you've mentioned this a couple of times, probably the big challenge we're going to face is what consumers willing to pay or able to pay going forward. Yeah, 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 pretty much on that. And that comes for conventional products as well as organic, you know, and it comes down to what the consumers willing to pay, you know, they, they sometimes maybe what the consumer says and, what, and how they actually act them when they get to the shop in terms of what they're looking for. They can be very price dictated regardless of what they're what they say you know in terms of sustainability or organic or, or anything else james great getting an update from it today look i'll definitely have you back on later in the year we see how trade is going thanks a lot no worries all here we're going to have to leave it there for this episode i'd like to thank james again for coming on it's always good to get an update on the market and good to see that the prospects for Irish Lamb are strong again for the coming months that's it for me for this episode again for any updates from our sheep program keep an eye on our twitter page at chaga sheep I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and get notified of any new episodes.